0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: Hello, assalamu and welcome to the Book Club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood and um, I'm really, really excited for today's show. We have um, a whole host of guests actually talking about a really, really um, special book called Life Out of Lockdown 2021. Um, the little um, subheading is Beyond Closed Doors and it's being put together um, by Dee Bailey. Now, some of you will remember we actually had... Um, the um and some co-authors on last year during lockdown and that was for the um initial book which was called Life in a Lockdown and so I'm really really delighted to have some of the co-authors here for this new sequel to the book reflecting a little bit on um, how lockdown was for everybody, um, some of the things I guess that we've learned and you know the time that we've had to to reflect on the past couple of years and some of the amazing um, work that has come out of it I guess in the writing and the poetry so I'm really really looking forward to um, today's show. Um, So we are joined in the virtual studio um, today by Ronald, Pamela and Gary. Um, And just before we head over to have a bit of a um, lovely chat with them, I'm going to give you a little bit of information um, about the book itself. Um, So it's basically... A really lovely, um, almost like an anthology, I would say, of, of different writers that have come together to reflect on how the past couple of years have been. Um, so the forward says, the pandemic was a leveler for everyone. Families and friends were lost and lifeline, um, lifelong friendships found. I met the Life in a Lockdown women when I was approached by Dee to say a few words of inspiration to the women on a Zoom chat. However, they turned out to be my salvation. I instantly felt an affinity with all the women, all their characters shone through, the quiet, outspoken, quirky, and gregarious. What we all had in common was a trepidation we felt in the face of uncharted waters. I instantly gained a whole heap of sisters and was enveloped in love. We had an unspoken understanding that we would all go forward together or perish alone. That first meeting I was to speak for 10 minutes. Quite a few hours later, I was still there glued to the screen. I may have been a Lord Mayor, the woman who had it all together, but my fear and vulnerability were as raw as the women on that Zoom. They were my inspiration and pulled me through what would be one of the most testing periods of my life. I love and respect each and every one of these amazing women and have forged a lifelong friendship with them. Thank you for sharing your val- valuable time with me. So that was that. forward is written by Councillor Anna Rothry, who who is a former Lord of Mayor of Liverpool, which is really, really, I think, lovely introduction to actually how many um, friendships and relationships um, that we've maybe all managed to build actually in during lockdown as well. Um, now Dee Bailey is um, the lady who has kind of um, behind, I guess, the, the vision for these books. And um, in her introduction, so, she is the founder and CEO of Simply D's events. Um, so, the Life in the Lockdown Zooms began back in April 2020. Uh, Ver- Veronica Ebank suggested we need to document these unprecedented times. So, last year, Life in the Lockdown 2020 Behind Closed Doors was published. Um, currently, over 800 books worldwide have been sold. And friends and family have been asking, when is it coming? And I'm so proud to announce the sequel. This book features some new co authors, friends we have met along our long lockdown journey. How was it for you, June 2020 to August 2021? Life has been a roller coaster for all of us. In this book, each of the authors shares a personal journey with you. Stories to give you hope, strength, and words of encouragement. You are not alone. So again, that's a really lovely introduction um, by D to this book, Life After Lockdown. Um, and I'm really delighted to um, introduce so our guests. So we have Ronald, Pamela, and Gary. Um, so good morning. Good morning. It's so lovely. Yes, thank you so much. It's so lovely to have you um, on the book club show today. Um, So maybe what I was really hoping was just to give a bit of insight into um, your own journey. So obviously I've read the introduction from from Dee, um, but how has it been for you, especially now we're kind of obviously out of lockdown um, and, you know, things have slightly changed, maybe not quite going back to normal. Um, Pamela, how about yourself? If we come to you first?
2: Well, for me, I was in um, life in a lockdown, book one, and now being in book two, and um, both my submissions were poems. So in 2020, I wrote um, lockdown unlocked emotions, and for book two, I did find it quite challenging, to be honest, because I wasn't too sure what I wanted to write about, and um, it just came to me one day. I was um, on a walk and um I saw a tree mm. and I looked at it and I thought if I was a tree um what tree would I be mm. and that sort of sparked um something quite creative in me mm. and then as I sort of went about my week I sort of had different messages if you like that then I put them together which um, formed my poem and my poem and title was um lockdown two time for cultivation because for me it was everything around me was so negative and I wanted to plant positive seeds because being drawn into it all it was like I was losing myself and that is what I didn't want to do so yeah for me book two was about me yeah recultivating my mind
1: yeah and that's such a actually um beautiful kind of I guess um reflection to share and you, like what you mentioned about seeing this tree did you feel that during lockdown you were kind of outdoors more like when, when we were obviously allowed to be and, and did you feel like that connection with nature in particular
2: yeah i because well, during lockdown mm. i used to just sit and look out my window and i used to watch the trees so mm. you know one minute they were um all green and beautiful and next minute you know it they they'd shed so it was like, well, we're a bit like the seasons, aren't we? So it, it made me become really, really reflective. And yeah, I wanted to be out in nature more. I just, I felt like being in the house, I was being stifled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and plus I live on my own. So I wanted that, I missed yeah. that um, face-to-face communication and that yeah. hug when I went out to see my friends. So, yeah, I sort of expressed it all in my words.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I completely, I think, echo so much of what you're saying. And, I mean, I don't think I necessarily am a natural hugger, but I actually, during lockdown, really (laughs) realised how much I missed hugs. So, you know, it was really... Yeah, I think just having to pause or being forced to pause, but then, yeah, yeah. kind of finding you know the, the things that really matter is, is yeah, really important. And thank you for, for sharing that. And, um, uh, Ronald, how about yourself? If you've now had a bit of chance, obviously, especially through the book as well, to reflect, how was the how was lockdown for you? And, and now that we reflect on the pandemic,
0: um, initially, it was, um, it was very stressful and disorientating for Mm. me Mm. it was equally a very educational and beautiful experience for me Mm. because I started to appreciate things in life which I didn't notice before I spent a lot of time with myself my mind and I yes I learned to value life and appreciate life Mm. in a way that I didn't recognize it before. So while it was sad and stressful, it was also beautiful. Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, this. And I know there's so many people that I've spoken to, the idea that, you know, we it made us think about how much we take it for granted almost, um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of, yeah, and they just, I guess, you know, maybe repeat what I'm saying, but yeah, you know, like you said, it's take, valuing those things, isn't it? And the, the little things as well, so, um, Yeah, and I completely feel what you're saying, the struggle, because I think I myself, you know, definitely struggled initially with such a, you know, I know the word, you know, and and actually I think it's in one of the... um I think it's in one of the pieces, actually, maybe by Cecile, I can't remember, but he uses the word like, unprecedented and how much that word was used very initially in the pandemic. And I, I guess, yeah, you know, because it really was something so, so different that we were all experiences experiencing, you know, as a collective, you know, globally. Um, Gary, if I, if I can come to you with the same question, now you've had a bit of time to reflect, how has it, how has it been?
3: Yeah, it's actually quite hard. Well, not hard, but it's interesting. Um, because. I can confess that Pam, after meeting Pam, she does give the best hugs and I'll, I'll probably <laughs> speculate. And it's, and that probably sums it up with lots of the, the p- things about lock, lockdown. It, bad things became worse. Mm. Everything became exaggerated mm. um, in, in what we can do and what we can't do. Mm. And if, if a good time was camping, at, camping in the garden with my son because we couldn't go to any music festivals mm. it, it, it made it even better yeah. but if we couldn't go and watch our local football team it made watching it on TV even worse um, uh, yeah that's um, and <clears throat> mm. uh, I, I that's it yeah I would like to call myself a poet and a storyteller and, and quite interesting so um Mm. I just finished collaborating with somebody from from America writing a poem called it's the end of the world we know it but we, but we've changed it it's it's not the it's not the end of the world now it's unprecedented mm. yeah, um, yeah. and the poem I wrote in the book you know because it, 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 it since and still has in the most influence on me um, I suffer from depression, amongst other things. Mm. And <laughs> the amount of times, well, if doctors at that edge of feeling, I said, read this. Mm. Oh, now we get it. We now get your issues. And my, my poem, I took lines for out of every, two or three lines out of every poem whether I've either been commissioned or written between June and September to make this um, one poem. And what came out has been um, tearful, cathartic. Mm. Um, I read it out in front of Pam yesterday, first time out live, I read it out on Zoom, mm. and, and my eyes watered not of tears of sadness, but of yep. just feeling blessed yep. by the people I saw in front of me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and no, thank you so much for sharing that, Gary, you know, such important points you've made, and actually I'd never thought about that, that the idea that, you know something you know like you gave the the example of football whereas usually if you go and watch matches actually watching TV it almost felt worse and actually so true especially I guess for people who maybe yeah, enjoy that kind of time and and being in person events and you know things like that actually not being able to do those things is yeah I guess you know even even more kind of difficult but um but yeah I mean you know the idea of writing and actually that that kind of maybe moves me on to the next question and you know I've read all three of you you know the the chapters that you've written and the work that you've written and you know so beautiful and I guess I'm really interested in asking um Pamela, if I I come to you, um, is writing something that you've always been interested in or was it just in particular for for these two books that you were, um, you know, uh, uh, contributing to?
2: I began writing in, um, I suppose, I started writing about my emotions in about 2016, Mm. but then really got into expressing myself after I lost my auntie. Um, to cancer who um, I cared for and um, I just felt all this emotion just running around inside of me and I'm an I'm an ex-drug and alcohol worker so I, when I used to work with the young people I used to say to them do you know what sometimes it's better out than in so maybe try writing it down and you don't have to share it you can do whatever you can choose to do whatever you want with it and I just remembered the day that I remember my aunt saying to me um sometimes you need to practice what you preach mm. and yeah I just took um pen to paper and the first poem that I really wrote was called honesty and it was about me sitting here reflecting and having that conversation with myself about how honest I was being with the fe- how honest I was being with my feelings and whether you know I observed them and did I want them to stay were they negative were they positive positive? and yeah it just it sort of stemmed from there so when um the first book came out I'd already started to write a poem about lockdown and about how I was feeling then because I'd been made redundant mm-hmm. um so when it came to number two that was I always knew there was going to be a number two but that was the challenge you know does it take the same guys as um number one um but yeah it just I just took it in a totally different direction um mm. yeah but I enjoyed writing it I really yeah. did enjoy and I enjoyed the challenge mm, yeah yeah yeah
1: and I guess yeah it must be really interesting yeah I guess writing like you said for, for book one and then book two because obviously you're in a completely different space aren't you because obviously yeah. time has moved on and the, the situation's moved on and um but yeah, and I, and I think it's interesting, you know, coming back to, to, I think it was Gary who mentioned this idea of catharsis, because obviously you write and, you know, it's so lovely that, you know, you've kind of encouraged other people to, to write about their feelings because actually there's so much vulnerability involved, isn't there? Yeah, because yeah. Your writing's from such a personal space and then kind of putting it out in the world. Um, Ronald, how about you? Is, is writing something that you've always done in poetry um, or would you say it's a more recent thing? Yeah.
0: Um. I've always been into being creative because mm-hmm. um, I used to be a record producer and artist mm-hmm. developer. So I was always into um, some form of writing, mm-hmm. but it was never in respect of my own personal feelings and my own personal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And over the lockdown, um, I found myself, well, just before the lockdown, I had some else issues where I was being defined by the issues and being stigmatised, I felt, to the extent that I couldn't communicate or talk to people. So I would actually communicate my thoughts on pieces of paper, which I would keep keep to myself. Mm -hmm. That was my conversation. Conversations I couldn't have with other people. I used to have them on pieces of paper. And over time, people saw what I was writing. They said, hey, that's poetry. I thought, yeah, really? Mm -hmm. And it just... Mm -hmm it just became something more than thoughts and feelings which i would keep to myself mm-hmm. um, because people were, were encouraging me to share it. And the crunch came when I started to um, have conversations with Pamela and mm-hmm. she just was relentless about telling me I need to share my thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. um, beyond myself. Yeah. And hence so we have yeah, um, my contribution to the book
1: yeah and it's a lovely contribution to to the book as well and um, yeah and I think it's really interesting because sometimes those things that start off as as just feelings and just putting you know thoughts onto paper how I guess that dynamic changes as soon as you share with other people and um, it's so nice I guess that you got the recognition the encouragement of your work the fact that you know this really is like poetry and and it's so interesting actually because yourself as an artist whereas you said before you were kind of empowering and supporting other artists but this is now more you know yourself and your own creativity which is really um you know lovely to hear and and again you know we, we're kind of all talking about um you know thoughts and feelings and emotions and actually how difficult even you know for, for people of color you know especially you know black people in our communities as well actually you know and particularly I'd say even you know the 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 way the media portray black men, you know, and actually there's this whole notion of um, the, not kind of dehumanizing and not actually having that sort of empathy, you know. So I think it's so lovely actually that you know you, you're able to share that and and, and write it as well. Um, Gary, maybe coming um to you, uh, same question really is writing something. I mean, you've mentioned you kind of touched upon it, but um. Yeah, I just I'm just really interested, you know, how the whole process came about for you to contribute to this particular. Part. Um,
3: I, well, I, <laughs> I went to university to be a storyteller, which um, sounds like you makes have make a good lie, But that's um, <laughs> from that, I discovered poetry over my phone and then oh, I'm trying to think about four or, five years, four or five, probably six years ago. No, after my f- first heart attack. And I, I realised I was I was quite good at it but then the main thing I, i've always been i, I, I understand it. it's creatives what changed the world mm. what changed thought processes changed governments and that and then when i came really thought you know i'm going to start traveling i literally went around the country learning about poetry and doing more and to bring back to my hometown i realized Po- poetry is a medium which allows people safely to ch- change things and we, and poetry's effect. But in, Everything good in my life has resulted from poetry. I came in contact with Dee Bailey because of the bookcase thing she does. Um, I, I now run ant, two or three anti-racist organisations, but it's based around um, poetry with separate groups. Sons and I set up a group called Say It Louder, and we've now got um, two Say It Louders, one set up in Nashville, no, three, one set here in England, one in Nashville and one in Melbourne, and we bring up not just artists together mm-hmm. um, looking at issues of, about race and misogyny, mm-hmm. um, but we also bring politicians, um, <laughs> pressure groups, and, and it's not just talking shops. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The whole poetry thing has been really powerful and you talk about mental health and w- one of the um, things which I've worked with um, Simply these Pamela and Cecile as well is, is um, Black People and Mental Health and we've, we've currently set up two or three programmes and now we're doing a couple of projects with Mind and Black Minds Matters mm. and that's all set up with and Every single one of the initial other poets, one's from Henry from Nashville, um, Croydon, we got a practitioner um, from Nottingham, and, and we also got, and um, the other one is from Germany, an ex-Marine, uh, and we've sort of, working on setting up programmes around poetry, addressing issues of mental health, so. yeah we find it, I find it is probably more powerful tool than everything I had for, for Windrush, Um mm-hmm. Somebody stole my poem, but oh, gave it to an gave it to net, who then gave it to an MP and it's read out in the House of Commons. Oh, wow. And it, I just think it's such a powerful medium. And that's when I read Ronald's and Pamela's stuff. It's, and, it, and most of all, like yesterday and um, on, on an event, it brings people together, mm. just from different places and circumstances, which, uh, you know, which i never dreamed, never dreamed of. Mm. This morning, I've spoken to a professor from Maryland, and and I thought he wanted to contact me about doing the next state health program, but he he wanted to discuss um, some poetry I've written in the Scotland program. So wow. at that point, I'll be quiet because I can go on forever.
1: No, that's so, it's so amazing actually. I mean, I guess firstly, you know, Simply D's and and kind of the platform, I guess that's created and connecting you all together, but then, you know, going, I guess, across not just Luton, like you know, other towns and even you know abroad and you know it's amazing, I guess. It's the ripple effects, I guess, isn't it? And completely agree with you, especially poetry. And I, I, I love poetry. I sometimes write poetry as well. And and definitely, you know, it's because you end up sharing almost like a, a common language. Um, you know, so even people who might not write poetry themselves, just reading something, it really takes you like really in depth into you know experiences and increases that empathy, which is so important. And we know from like uh, some reports and stuff, how much, you know, that is in, in itself increased in people as well. Um, but I guess I w- I'd really like to to know um, just before we head over to the break, like this idea of gravitating towards love songs and romantic creativity and, and what kind of, you know, what was in your mind at that point when you were writing about those things? What is it that I guess you were kind of trying to connect to?
0: Well, when I talk about love songs, many people refer or assume love songs have something to do with relationships. Mm -hmm. But I just started to love so much about life, about people in general, Um, Mm -hmm. even myself. I started to love the strange behavior or what was defined as my strange behavior. I started Mm -hmm. to love myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started to just write about the things that I started to recognize, feel, and enjoy, and I enjoy the subject of love in respect of nature, communities, people. I just love the subject of love. Yeah.
1: Yeah and it's such a beautiful take actually on on that and you're right because you know you immediately will will start thinking about um, yeah like romantic love or something like that but you know self-love and I know again that's a term that sometimes gets like branded about a lot you know self-love but actually when you're truly truly taking time out and and showing yourself you know that and appreciating um, I guess yeah if we appreciate ourselves more you know it's such a an amazing thing to be able to do um Pamela do you have any thoughts on on Ronald's piece and that what he what he's shared with us any reflections um that you'd like to share
2: I absolutely um love Ronald's case um yeah if he would tell you that I absolutely hounded him I actually um turned up at his house with my computer in hand um to help him sit yeah. and write this um submission so for me um to see how far Ronald has come Mm. and to be our chapter one and that title to be I found the courage yeah um yeah it just makes me really 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 proud of him because even though what I say he has a hidden disability Mm-hmm. You just got to take the diss away because he's got the ability all the way. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's amazing. I'm getting goose getting goosebumps if I'm listening to you you know it's so true. And and yeah, just that opening title, it's true, is so fitting for, for the book to open up um, with that. and um, Gary, did you want to share anything um about what, what yeah what we we're just discussing?
3: Um it's just <sighs> It wasn't so. wasn't just the words. It was the way Ronald delivered it. Mm. It was tranquil, giving a a sense of peace in the chaos of life. Just yeah. Mm. I know the way Ronald just delivered. it, He could be reading the phone book or like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely it's so true i think it's it's yeah how how you share and how you connect to others as you're reading and then definitely ronald did that thank you so much Ronald, for, for sharing that um so we are heading over to um the break um so we will be back in the second half and we will hear a bit more about um pamela and gary's um piece that they've written um as well uh, in the meantime grab yourselves um some tea and some biscuits maybe and we'll be back in a few moments so, assalamualaikum
2: Assalamu alaikum, this is Artif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood and today we are talking about our book Life Outer Lockdown 2021 Beyond Closed Doors. Um, so this has been uh, put together by Dee Bailey who is the founder and CEO of Simply Dee's Events um, and before the show um, we were talking to our guests Ronald, Gary and Pamela about some of the pieces they've written um, and also just taking time to reflect um, on how the pandemic's been and how obviously we were uh, some of the experiences um, during um, lockdown itself but this now is actually a um, sequel to the initial book which was called Life in a Lockdown um, and what I really wanted to do was actually just start this um, second half of the show talking particularly about the um, book cover itself. Now it's a really really beautiful book cover so um, it's basically a lot of pictures of lots and lots of different doors which are really colourful and vibrant um, and different different. different designs and you know some look really modern and some a bit more classic and old and you know it's a whole um it's kind of collage of of doors and it's really beautiful to look at um so I'm just going to ask um maybe if we come to Pamela just to give um our listeners a bit of insight into how that decision you know was made about using doors and you know the, the look of the book I guess I'm really interested to know.
2: So in the the first book, it was quite dark and we were all behind closed doors. So it was all quite, quite gloomy. Mm. And um, we threw all the ideas out there as to how we want this book cover to look. Um, And we decided that we wanted something that was bright. We wanted something that was vibrant. And when you look at those doors, as the book is It titled life outer lockdown 2021 beyond closed doors Mm. those doors are so vibrant it's almost like we're stepping beyond that and we want to see the brightness now beyond those closed doors because in 2020 it was all about the darkness so for us it was about you know coming out and seeing what's out there and you know for each individual what is going to be our new normal so you can only do that you can only do for yourself so you know it's plant that springboard in your head if you like and look at those doors and say what is beyond that um yeah where are we going from here
1: yeah that's right i love the idea what you used a of a springboard because i guess that's exactly what we need and everyone's at you know different pace as well because obviously yeah. um some people i guess were affected by covid much more than others and obviously mm-hmm. like you said that the darkness and the loss there was so much you know negativity and um you know yeah you know definitely but but now i guess yeah we, we, we're starting to come out of it and you know the the importance, I guess, of keeping hope, right? And, and yeah. and yeah, looking, be able to look beyond. And definitely, I think the, the book cover definitely kind of encapsulates that. Um, Gary, do you have any particular thoughts about um, the, the book cover itself and, and what kind of, um, yeah, discussions were being had around?
3: around yeah, the, um, <laughs> I can remember staying out of the discussions because, <laughs> and, and, and just smiling at all the, in the WhatsApp, group, all the different ideas, ideas what are going in because it's just <laughs> it was just beautiful watching the process go through. I thought, nah, not for me the discussion. Sure. But the thing that I um, like about like about the covers so much, it reminds it reminds me um, of Brighton, all the, I don't know, mm. the all the doors and whatever and. I used to go well. Previous years, I used to go down Brighton at least twice a year, just and lock and just walk along the beach and just write and write and write and write and write and write. And, write. and so it, it, it was like it was like seeing it now. is always like a torch,
0: mm.
3: I, I like showing showing to the showing the light.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean I've been to Brighton. You're right. You know, the you know, there's something very special about writing and, and walking, but even more so when each house and every door has a different character, and definitely, you know, the book cover has that—that like you can imagine, you know, the, who might be living, you know, behind that. But I guess more importantly, I actually come back to Pamela's point, who might step out of that door, right? Because now we're kind of, you know, coming out and we're going beyond the closed doors, which is really lovely. Um, Ronald, how about yourself? Do you have any particular reflections on on the book cover itself?
0: Um, not really. I was just an observer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did like the the finished outcome, I thought it was very, very much what I couldn't explain in terms of sharing what what it shares. No, I didn't. I wasn't involved with the process, even though I was invited to be involved with it. Sure,
1: sure. But I think it's really lovely because, you know, I, I, I introduced you initially in the first half as co-authors, but I mean, it's more than that, isn't it, um, Pamela? So, you know, I guess all the writers came, came together. It was very much like a a joint process, you know, like almost like co-created, you know, together as a group. Yeah. Would that be right?
0: Yeah. Uh, c- could I say something? One, yeah, reason, one reason why I wasn't too responsive mm. to... Um, the invites to be involved with the process of picking picking perhaps the book cover Mm. or making a contribution to to as things as they develop. Because I was still to to a degree in a state of surprise and shock Mm. that I was included in this process. Um, um, It was just like so unbelievable after Mm. spending so much time not engaging with anyone. Yeah. and not being a part of any community activity mm-hmm. I just needed more convincing and the yeah. convincing mm-hmm. moment came when I saw the book before that it was just like wow is it really going to happen
1: right
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah no I totally get that feeling I think you know almost like over, uh, overwhelmed I guess at the idea that you, you know because yes yeah, true like to have your work published in a book because you almost your, your works immortalized, right? Which is really <laughs> almost, almost like unnerving, and obviously completely you know d- deserved, you know, Ronald and, and everybody else. And so no, I think it's you know I totally get that, but but again, it's just yeah, it's just really lovely that it's kind of a group it was a group coming together to, to put this creation, you know, out in the world, which is great. Um, so it'd be really nice to, I know before uh, the, in the first half we heard um, a little um, excerpt of, of Ronald's piece and um, it'd be really lovely to invite um, Pamela. Would you be happy to read some of um, your piece, please? Yeah, I'm
2: happy to read some of mine. So my title is called Lockdown Two, Time for Cultivation and I'm going to read this. But as I adapt within society, I sense confusion, stress, and anxiety amongst the youngsters that are around me. So I urge you to express your emotions that lead to unrest. The anger, the judgments. you hide, just eat you up inside which progresses to internal stress, which builds up to mental distress that causes worry, fear and despair, thinking that no one really cares. Search for the essence of who you are. Find your silver shadow. Be that shining star. Don't buy worry. Don't buy fear. Turn to the ones you trust and love and speak your truth in their ear it's time to survive our life with positivity and relinquish adverse company that drains us physically mentally and emotionally submitting signals that are not very clear to fit their agenda that they hold so dear that's my
1: part of the thank you so much and so much that you've kind of touched upon um even in you know the 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 short kind of section that you've read um now again you know like you you mentioned before about um, you know maybe working with um other people and getting them to talk about their feelings but you know in terms of young people specifically we've talked about you know the anxiety among them and and you know trying to urge them to express their emotions um what kind of what yeah what do our young people need you think in this current situation so yeah we're coming out now but I assume they obviously would have been quite impacted quite a lot so you know is there any advice that you have in particular or something that we can do Uh,
2: they need to be listened to Mm. and some of them have found lockdown really difficult and of one young person that springs to my mind at the moment, um, he's basically lost two years of education. Mm-hmm. So when lockdown happened, he it was online classes. Now, he didn't like that change and he couldn't adapt to it. So he stopped going to lesson. Mm-hmm. But then when he went back to school and realised that, hang on a minute, I've lost nearly two years my exams are now coming up and what am I going to do and even though he is achieving good grades even though he's missed two years of school he's he now suffers suicidal ideation because he feels that if I'm not here I don't have to suffer that stress Mm. but In a conversation with him, it was, well, have you thought about the other young people out there that are in the same boat as you, you know, two years without education, Mm. or attending school, and they're never going to achieve the grades that you're achieving, even though you've missed two years out of school, Mm. you're still achieving. And that, for me, is an accomplishment. And you should give yourself a pat on the back. And, it, you know, you just see the light bulb. I never thought about it like that. Mm. And it's as simple as that, as a a young person thinking about, well, if I take my life now, I don't have to suffer that stress. But it's having that conversation and realise you're not the only one feeling that way. Mm. There's so many, so many young people out there that, they are so stressed out about how they're going to achieve the results that they actually want and what's going to happen to them in the future. And not only from, I feel that a lot of them, not only are they thinking that they're going to let themselves down, mm-hmm. it's that thought that they're going to let their parents down. Mm-hmm. And right about now, it's about nurturing them and letting them know that, you know what? It wasn't your fault. So whatever you get, you get. But you can continue to learn if that's what you want to do. But right about now, they really, really do need nurturing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the the advice of just listening is so important, isn't it? Because I think sometimes you forget that it's the simple things and allowing the space for young people to share their fears and, you know, to to be safe enough, I guess, to to share how they're feeling. And, and then, like you said, because only from that, then we can potentially help to change their perspective on life because, you know, it, of course, it's, you know, stressful and, and how difficult, you know, the struggles. And you're right. And, um, you know, thank you so much for yeah, just sharing that. And I think, um, yeah, it's that active listening as well. as being really present with a young person when they're sharing, which, again, you know, in this life of, like, technology and distractions and you know all these things we sometimes yeah I think we just need to, to let that go sometimes, and,
2: sometimes mm-hmm. miss that communication and sometimes they don't know how to yeah. verbalize what yeah. how they're feeling because that's we're true. so used used to saying, no, "Oh, we're okay everything's yeah. okay but yeah. sometimes when they're withdrawn mm-hmm. and they're not talking that's another sign that you know um what's going on how can I help you because I've just noticed that you're just withdrawing a lot of young people have just taken to their rooms and just go to sleep because it's easier to deal with life that way when they wake up you know it'll Mm -hmm. it's it's passed them by but yeah it's sad it's it's sad to see so many of them hurting
1: yeah yeah absolutely and yeah, no, definitely. And I think, yeah, this, I guess, yeah, keeping a, a lookout for the silences as well, right? So yeah. it's not always the misbehaviour. Sometimes you're right, it, it can be the opposite. And it's kind of yeah, um going inside yourself in and yeah. pick that up. No, thank you, um Pamela, for that. Um so um I think I'd really like now to come to um Gary, if you'd be um happy to please to share um some of your piece as well.
3: Yeah, um your last conversation de- um, sort of determined which what part we're going. I would go, because I personally think um, that one thing we'll, what we can't do to our young people, not more than not this we can't, we can't kill hope. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we, yeah we, we can't kill hope, because we're so good at doing that, we've watching the news and that sort of thing. But I've seen the, I've seen young people. I met one yesterday, and they've got the tools. We sort of the oldest seem to kill their kill this or you can't use that. Can't you? But they they've got the tools. They they've got knowledge we didn't have. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm going to read probably the last part of my poem. The good part, I think. Mm. <laughs> um, and most this poem has been. Very cathartic to me, and it's helped me more so than ever get various messages across. But last bit first, time first to be safe in pain. We are still divided in so many ways, life will never be the same. But as we blow out the final candle flame, let us be the light. I'm saying no to injustice and yes to fair play. Come to terms with being a caregiver and no room for an imposter. I will nurture all those withering flowers, be a beacon for kindness, a 21st century torchbearer. Turn the other cheek, compare.com the likeness, not letting my grieving stop me from believing living a life that is golden. I am a child of destiny, yes, with the same old pain, but I'm a believer, armed with a torch, a notebook and pen. I want to see 10 million epitaphs to say on the yellow strap line, breaking news. I've got lot to say, read on to the next chapter. Amen. and turn the other page amen
1: amen that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing that gary and you know what what really stood out to me when you read that was was the bit where you were, let us be the light because, you know, gosh, that's such a powerful statement. I mean, so all of it was powerful, but, but that in particular for some reason, really, you know, because what we were talking about before with Pamela, you know, being in lockdown and the darkness and those feelings, but actually now, you know, trying to not not just look for the light, but, you know, be the light, because God, you know, imagine if we were all able to be like, you know, those torchbearers, like you said, you know, and and, and potentially the profound effect that would have. Um Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really, really beautiful. And um, um, I I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I should invite maybe Ronald or Pamela to to share something that that they maybe stood up um, for them in this poem. Uh, Ronald, maybe yourself?
0: Um, Well, the poem that was just read to you.
1: Yes, please, yeah.
0: I just like anything that implies, like, Mm. You know, the word light just makes you think think less than confined. You know, we confine our thoughts and our feelings so much in the, the valley of darkness. Mm. Um, so the use of light and shining light, that stays with me, you know, because I want to try to shine light into everything, most of what I think and feel in life. I need to put some beauty in it. And I think light is a reflection of beauty. Yeah. Light, yes.
1: Yeah, that's a lovely way of of putting it. I think you're right. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with you. Um, Pamela, how about yourself on on Gary's piece?
2: On Gary's piece, the bit that I really liked um, that stood out for me was I'm saying no to injustice and yes to fair play come Mm -hmm. to terms with being a caregiver no room for an imposter I absolutely love that Mm, yeah and yeah just that for me just sums up what Simply Do's is all about really which Mm -hmm. is keeping it real
1: yeah
2: we don't have time for you know there's no time for the imposter because really and truly the only person you can be is you yeah um and I can remember reading a a poster, and it says, "Cause be yourself, because everybody else is taken." Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that really stood out for me
1: yeah 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 definitely and and again just the parents saying you know i'm saying no to injustice and especially that you don't we only have to look around as i mean I guess there was injustice during the pandemic you could see how mm. some communities were, were much more affected and you know the, than others and even now in terms of um I guess the refugee crisis now in particular, I guess, with what's going on with with Ukraine, but obviously all the wars that are still going on in different countries, which maybe haven't had the same kind of, uh, I guess, sympathy. I don't really know what word to use, but, but yeah, definitely. This idea of saying no to justice and, and Gary, so obviously because it's your piece and and coming back to you, is there kind of, you know, it's only because some of the word, you know, you're talking kind of about a light and turning the other cheek and you mentioned epitaphs and stuff. You know, does faith, your own faith or anything, play a particular role, I guess, um, in writing or in your outlook on life?
3: Yeah, well, um a mantra for my all my poetry and what right is Proverbs 1821. And it basically says choose your words carefully because the pa- the power of the power of tongue can kill or give life. Mm. But that bit, let us be the light, that was taken from the poem, which was used on for Windward's day. Because I've mentioned before, two lines were taken from every poem I wrote And I can remember coming to terms, Mm. writing, writing that poem was that, that so many people just, you know, even, even look what's happening now, but it all starts, if everyone starts with doing what is right, mm. wars don't, the bigger things don't happen. Mm. And, and, and it can reveal from just um, not pushing into a queue. And it was, it was, it was that bit as come out, that was coming out of the pandemic. And it was like a free-for-all, we're, we're free. But actually, we, we don't be careful while we're running out the shop door that we're not trampling over people. And let's try and listen to listen to people. And my story's not as bad as yours. And that's another reason why I found light when I first read Ronald's poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's It's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, it's so important. I guess we, we take those things which are important to us and really go in, you know, I guess really deep inside ourselves, and, and, and able to share these things. And um, you no, know, it was it's a lovely piece. Thank you um, again, um, Gary, for, for sharing it, that and your thoughts. Um, so we are heading now to um, the end of the show. Um, maybe just before we end, though. So I see we were talking today about life out of lockdown, twenty twenty one, beyond closed doors. Um, Pamela, just very quickly, where can people um, purchase the book or, or get hold of, uh, of their copy? And where could they follow um, kind of all the work that, that um, you are all doing with, with Simply D's?
2: So the book can be purchased on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they know any of the authors, they can DM the authors and received a signed copy. Um, They can follow um, us at Simply D's events, um, CIC, I believe, on Facebook and on um, Instagram. And there is a life in a lockdown page on Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah
1: brilliant okay so thank you yeah so those are the sh- socials so you can grab a copy um online from amazon or um get in touch obviously maybe through um the facebook pages as well um fantastic thank you so so much um ronald um, gary and pamela for your time this morning um for sharing you know your beautiful work and you know your uh lovely contributions as well to um the conversations um it's definitely given me a sense of um hope going forward which is i know it we, was something we've been um, talking about and you know hopefully this is something we can continue connecting with each other sharing our work and and um yeah just looking looking forward and just like i said in gary's piece um as well just being the light for others um in the community in our families uh friends etc you know it's so so important that we're able to play a part in that um so uh yes this is that was light out lockdown 2021 beyond closed doors uh my name is Imran and Mahmoud, and this was a book club show. I will be back in um, a couple of weeks with a, a new book and um, a different guest. Um, and also, I'm putting together a lovely a program uh, for Ramadan, um, inshallah, as well. So, I hope to connect with you soon. Assalamu alaikum.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org?